Imagine that you're an energy generation company that has had a series of PR problems in the past due to its non-sustainable generation practices, having used for many years fossil fuels to generate electricity, and that is now looking to change public perception and its brand image. You have been actually now generating new energy from renewable sources and have publicly declared that in the press, but due to the bad perception you've had in the past, uh, the public doesn't believe you. Therefore, you decide to create NFTs of your renewable sources, creating highly granular certificates in real time at the source where the energy is created, which could be solar panels in the desert or wind farms in the ocean, to represent the green energy produced at every half hour in sync with established energy attribute certificate systems. Every point of that electron's journey to the point that is consumed is tracked and recorded on a blockchain. Now, also imagine that one of your plants is a nuclear plant that is very sensitive, of course, and you want to train your teams and make them ready for any circumstance, so they want to prepare them to intervene the core equipment where the fission takes place, right? How do you do that under normal circumstances? Of course you can't, but this is why you create a digital twin of the fission chamber through where through VR headsets you're able to replicate a number of immersive situations that simulate emergencies and train your teams hands-on to respond to them. And now I'm sure you'll be like, Andrea, how is all of that possible? How can you solve in minutes problems that the industry takes today weeks, if not months, to solve? Well, this sounds more like a fictional script from the Black Mirror series on Netflix, right? But it's not. It is much more real than the Black Mirror. And it represents some of the real-world applications of Web3 technologies in the energy sector. So let's go step by step. And what is Web3? Well, Web3 is considered by many the third big waves of the internet, uh, towards which we're approaching thanks to its underlying new technologies and concepts such as blockchain, metaverse, DAOs, digital twins, crypto, DApps, NFTs, all powered by AI and machine learning and so on. Basically, a new generation of internet services that are built on top of decentralized technologies. So. How did we get here though? So let's look at the evolution of the web. Web 1.0 came with the birth of the internet, fundamentally digitized information, submitting knowledge to the power of algorithms. And this phase came to be dominated by Google and making it read only for the most part. Well, Web 2.0 came with social media running mostly on smartphones and digitized people and subjected human behavior and relationships to the power of algorithms. And this phase was dominated by Facebook and made the internet not only a place to consume content, but also to create it. So what about Web 3? Well, this Web third phase will fundamentally digitize the rest of the world and render it in 3D as well. It will make content consumed, created, but most specifically owned by its creator. So in Web3, all objects and places will be replicable and readable by machines and subject to the power of algorithms. Well, and the opportunity is huge because recent statistics show that the opportunity for companies to dive deep into Web3 as well, you know, as expectation for the market is to grow steadily. The global Web 3.0 market size reached $3.2 billion in 2021 and is expected to register a compounded annual growth rate of 43.7% until reaching $81.5 billion in 2030, according to a latest analysis by Emergent Research. As, some, as per some of its underlying technologies, such as the metaverse, the opportunity is very big as well. For instance, a new report by research firm Gartner predicts that by 2026, 25% of people will spend at least one hour per day in the metaverse for work, shopping, education, social, and entertainment. 
It's also expected that 30% of the organizations in the world will have products and services ready for the metaverse by 2026. Now, when it comes to blockchain, although the financial sector accounts for more than 30% of the complete market value of the technology, a market value that is poised to reach $67.4 billion by 2026, according to Markets and Markets, the value of the ecosystem has also begun to spread to other technologies such as manufacturing, distribution and services, and even the public sector with 4.2%. And the truth is that although the energy sector we might not be there yet when it comes to Web3 maturity, we see a strong acceleration of digital transformation. As a keynote speaker and researcher that works with most energy companies globally, including Shell, Engie, CPFL and many others, I'm fully aware of the impact that digitalization is having on the energy industry, especially after COVID. Bloomberg estimated that the market for digitalization in the energy sector is poised to grow 64 billion by 2025, and home energy management technologies will see the most significant change in digital revenues, ranging from $1 billion in 2017 to $11 billion in 2025. The largest driver for digital technology revenues in 2025 will be smart meters, growing 44% between now and 2025 to $26 billion. The revenue increase matches the fall in digital revenues from fossil oils O&M, 46% over that same time period. And when it comes specifically to the electricity sector, the World Economic Forum estimates that there is $1.3 trillion of value to be captured globally from 2016 to 2025. Five initiatives are worth more than $100 billion over the next 10 years and should be prioritized for investment. Digital can also be great for energy efficiency. McKinsey reports that successful digital transformation facilitate 2 to 10% improvements in production and yield and 10 to 30% improvements in costs. If these benefits hold true at scale, they could have a material impact on competitiveness. For example, improving cost efficiency by 1 to 4 cents per kilowatt hour in power and $2 to $12 per barrel in upstream oil and gas production. But if we can agree that digital transformation is underway at the moment and accelerated by COVID-19, we still have to admit that besides some timid but much needed experiments and pilot projects, the energy industry is not very clear yet about the potential impacts and opportunities of Web3 on its business. From using blockchain to trace and verify the provenance of energy created from renewable sources to NFTs for renewable energy certification, from virtual power plants, digital twins using the metaverse, to using AI to improve energy efficiency through smart meters, eventually all this helping to do what the industry aims for since its inception, better power the word, minimizing the impact on the environment. And this is why I have spent over the last several weeks talking to experts from the biggest energy companies across the globe, and I have put together this article that describes what are the main impacts of Web3 technologies on the energy sector. And the first pillar I want to go through is basically blockchain for energy sources and consumption tracking. And before we get into details, uh, let's better understand what the blockchain is. Blockchain basically is a distributed database that is shared among the nodes of a computer network, which stores information electronically in digital format. And so basically, uh, when it comes to the potential impacts in the energy sector, we can list several ones such as, in, for instance, tracking energy trading, tracking emissions, as well as enabling microgrids that facilitate peer-to-peer -peer trading. 
we can start off with one of the most obvious and powerful uses for a digital ledger technology, which is to provide a reliable and efficient platform for executing and recording transactions, right? Because with blockchain, transactions such as energy trading can be recorded and settled almost instantly with no need for an intermediary and with little or no need for reconciliation since all parties are using the same platform. In fact, there is essentially nothing to reconcile since there is only one system and one entry for the transaction which is shared by all parties. What's more, an entry can include executable computer code that reflects the terms of the contract, namely a smart contract, that automatically validates transactions without the need for human intervention. Its suitability as an efficient and reliable shared trading platform could be applied to both physical and financial trading across the full spectrum of energy commodities. And this mechanism can be replicated to trace and verify the provenance of energy created from renewable sources. This is what Shell has been doing in their blockchain center of excellence under Dan Jevons, VP of Computational Science and Digital Innovation at Shell, as well as Shell's blockchain lead, Sabine Brink, whom I got to know in person at Shell when I spoke there. And as they told Bernard Marr, who is a great keynote speaker in a great Forbes piece titled How Shell is Using Web3 and Blockchain for Sustainability and Energy Transition, well, Shell has developed a blockchain-based system that can demystify the complex web sources. So if you look at the energy market today, there is Energy Attribute Certificates, EAC, that represent green energy or great energy generated in a given month or year. For companies that all aim to run on 100% green energy, their monthly or yearly certificates may match their total energy consumption, but when the sun doesn't shine and the wind does not blow, great energy is actually being consumed. So it's hard to claim that they're actually consuming green energy on a 24-7 basis. So, Shell's solution involves creating highly granular certificates in real time at the source where the energy is created, which could be solar panels in the desert or wind farms in the ocean, to represent the green energy produced at every half hour in sync with established energy attribute certificate systems. Every point of that electron's journey to the point that it is consumed is tracked and recorded on a blockchain. So, this is an amazing way to further push accountability in the sector. Now, the opportunity of using blockchain, actually overall, in the energy market is huge. The global blockchain technology and energy market size is projected to reach three trillions, actually three billion dollars by 2027 from uh, the three nine one million dollars uh, in 2020, which is a compounded annual growth rate of 34.4% during 2021 and 2027. The main providers are like IBM, Microsoft and Accenture, and they totally account for about 35% of the market size. The second pillar I would like to go through is metaverse and digital twins for virtual plants. So the metaverse is definitely one of the buzzwords today, but we have to understand it goes much beyond, uh, you know, the metaverses that we have been sold by Mark Zuckerberg and Meta. And um, uh, basically, metaverse is a term born from the junction of the Greek prefix meta, meaning beyond and universe. And fundamentally, is a virtual and collective shared space created by the convergence of virtually enhanced physical reality, represented by digital twins, and the virtual space that already permeates the physical world. Uh, in particular, augmented reality. So think of it this way. Today we're basically online when we access the internet, but with new devices, greater connectivity such as 5G and cutting-edge technologies, we will be online all the time in decentralized, immersive and persistent worlds. 
But although it might seem futuristic for many industries, the metaverse proved to be something that the energy industry has already been into over the last years. It is already using cameras and AI engines to capture highly detailed point cloud datasets to the real world to create highly accurate digital representations of it. Sounds like a digital twin of the real world, right? And they have been creating purely digital representations of some of the energy sector's physical assets for close to four decades. That's how they train people on very dangerous assets like nuclear plants, where plant operators go through many months of training before they even step foot in a plant, let alone being trusted to supervise the plant during operations. And the energy sector now uses virtual reality headsets to design, inspect, test and validate new industrial equipment. Customers can walk through virtual representations of physical infrastructure as if they were engaging with a video game. Installation technicians struggling with a repair can engage virtually with a senior engineer to get live coaching on site, and a digital representation of a replacement part can appear on a visor or eyewear precisely how it is supposed to fit within a housing, revealing how it must be rotated to slide into place. So, live operating data about a piece of equipment such as its temperature, pressure, and set points presents itself to the operator as they approach the asset. All of these virtual representations of physical assets are called digital twins. And basically, digital twins are, you know, like perfect simulations of uh, real world uh, equipment or things, uh, even of people, which are updated from real time data and use simulation spanning its life cycle. And so basically, machine learning and, you know, it helps us in decision making. Imagine a large manufacturing company having digital twins of its equipment. Through them, an engineer from his home will be able to solve problems in a factory or another continent through the metaverse. And the same technologies will enable office meetings that are much more productive than using today's two-dimensional video conference tool. Customer-facing applications that include creating digital twins in retail, offering customer service experiences that would not be possible in the physical world, and even engineer companies such as Ericsson are using digital twins to simulate the impact of trees falling on their 5G antennas. It's amazing, right? And going further in the future of the energy sector, it gets to a point where we can talk about virtual plants now. Right? VR, AR, MR technologies are tackling this problem heads-on by enabling virtual site visits, field staff training, remote assistance to the field workforce, and maintenance in the most operationally efficient and cost-effective manner. Backed by advanced analytics, this can significantly improve operational efficiency and manpower productivity. Virtual power plants are virtual replicas created on the cloud and the support of IoT devices installed on the asset and AR, VR and mixed reality technology that can help in streamlining remote operations. There could be a situation where the entire power asset can be viewed in 3D format and can be fully operated virtually. So look at Shell again. Shell has worked to implement an integrated data platform that aggregates 2.9 trillion rows of information harvested from all areas of its business. This includes IoT sensors installed across its plants and wind and solar farms, ultimately allowing it to create Digital Twins applications to help it better understand the operation of its assets. Now, going even further, Huawei has even a vision of what they call the Energyverse. 
Edwin Deander, CIO of Global Energy Business Unit, Huawei, said in an interview with CNME that their new concept Energyverse is designed to prompt the energy sector to adapt and evolve to the future demands of the sector in a bid to halt climate change. And that the idea behind the Energyverse is energy that is as visible and as available as information and communications are. The result will be the conventional grid transformed via smart grid and intelligent connectivity into a worldwide web of energy or an internet of energy. In other words, an energyverse for the metaverse. Look how far we are going. The third pillar I want to go through are NFTs for energy certification. And again, another buzzword, NFT. And uh, you might be like, Andrea, what does this have to do you know, with the energy sector? Because we associate that often with digital art, but it's not only that. And the first thing we have to understand is what are NFTs or non-fungible tokens. And uh, basically, they are can be thought of as signature for digital assets, which rely on blockchain technology to prove authenticity through a ledger. By confirming authenticity, NFTs establish ownership of a one-of-a-kind online asset which can range from a you know, simple pixelated image to a complex set of data, making it impossible to duplicate without permission. And so contrary to the wide draw of NFTs as investment, the applications of NFTs in the energy sector are not just meant to inherently just generate profit, but for instance can prove to be a solid tool for energy certification fitting into the energy source tracking strategies provided by blockchain, and of which we talked before. So let's look at FlexiDAO, a Spanish-Dutch startup, which is a renewables matching and certification platform built on the blockchain for 24-7 carbon-free electricity and carbon tracking. They recently raised $6.5 million in Series A funding with backing from Google and Microsoft too. The company has developed a carbon-free energy score which, uh, with which to measure usage with an online calculator to enable companies to estimate their individual scores. For example, in a three-month pilot with Microsoft at an Amsterdam data center using renewable power sources from Aneneco, a 78% CFE score was recorded. The way it works is through NFTs. See. Press Spring, FlexiDAO's proprietary platform, already allows the issuance of hourly EAC in the form of renewable energy NFTs on blockchain technology, therefore creating a tradable and immutable digital attribute that can be audited and used to report 24-7 carbon-free electricity achievements. These attributes, also called granular certificates by the Energy Tag initiatives, have already been tested and used by some of their clients, including Microsoft. At the same time, there are cases of energy companies launching their NFT collections for their customers. You see, on March 2, 2022, Chevron filed metaverse-centric trademarks for its logo, name, and other brand elements with the United States Patents and Trademark Office. Well, they haven't launched an NFT yet, but if Chevron hasn't launched an NFT yet, though, we have clear examples of energy companies that have done that. New X Energy, a new age energy Indonesian company based in Singapore, is leading the way in the energy space by being the first company of its kind to release a series of NFT collection to customers. The NFTs will be introduced as New X NFTs, offering unique digital segments that are purchasable through the world's largest NFT marketplace, OpenSea. Purchasing new X NFTs will allow owners to be involved in new X Energy's metaverse, a world where the provision of energy is uh, efficient, affordable, and revolutionary. 
Holding a new X NFT will also reward owners in the accumulation of new X new nits, which, similar to dividends, have several benefits. And one of the major benefits of these tokens is their ability to pay or offset all electricity bills supplied by new X energy, amongst other benefits yet to be revealed. A fourth pillar here is how we use AI and machine learning for smart grids and efficiency. So basically, we live in a world of data, right? Where we are up to the point where we have 97 zettabytes of data by the end of 2022, according to Statista, which just to give you an idea, zettabyte is a number with 12 zeros. And so here, big data if processed by AI that by its definition is computer systems that are able to perform tasks and solve problems that normally require human intelligence, well, we can predict much more and react blindly less. And a great example of how much data there is in the energy sector comes from Shell. At Shell, big data is not new. Robotics subsea inspection videos exceed 7 terabytes. Plant seismic surveys are up to 20 petabytes. And marine surveys range from 10 to 30 terabytes. Just to give you an idea of the scale here, a terabyte is about 500 hours of video. Each of their physical assets, from refineries to wind turbines, generate hundreds of thousands of measurements per minute. It's a lot of data that can be worked out through AI in order to provide valuable insights and that can feed machine learning algorithms in order to make better predictions. So how can big data and AI impact the energy sector? Well, the truth is that there are a plethora of applications, such as microgrids, customer engagement, energy fraud detection, energy trading, energy storage, predictive analytics, uh, grid management, and so on. But I want to focus on grid management, security, and efficiency for a moment, and follow up to microgrids. AI is used to optimize energy grids by managing energy flows between homes, businesses, uh, basically storage batteries, renewable energy sources, microgrids, and the power grid itself. And this reduces energy waste while increasing consumer engagement with energy consumption. Renewable energy sources like wind and solar are becoming more popular, but they are also intermittent, which means the energy from these sources is not always available when it is needed. And this represents a big problem for the energy grid, because the energy has to be managed in real time as it is being operated and generated. AI and machine learning can help energy companies to predict when renewable energies will be available and manage energy grids accordingly. Also, the energy grid is such a complex uh, system that is vulnerable to cyber attacks. And here also AI and machine learning can be used to improve the security of energy grids by preventing cyber attacks before they happen. This involves a lot of data analytics to identify patterns in energy data that might be indicative of a cyber attack. And so, in general, we see many positive benefits of AI to grids up to the point that it evolved to a concept we can call smart grids now. Grids can now be integrated with sensors, data analytics tools, energy storage systems, energy management platforms, and other types of energy technologies to become smart, basically. And by using the energy tools and smart grids, energy companies can collect energy usage data from every single device on the grid and then use this information to develop energy efficiency projects for their customers. It also allows energy companies to monitor energy flow and usage in real time. 
So when the sheer volume of data required for successful operation of smart grid infrastructures, uh, AI will play the role of taking into account the millions of variables and data points, including weather, demand, location, generation assets, and etc., and proactively deciding for every home where the power will come from and how much it will cost. So we don't just need switches flipped million times of a second. We need decisions to be made. This is where the power of AI comes in. So making and learning from these decisions is part of what makes AI so appealing for smart grid implementation. Single example of this is taking into account weather forecasts when deciding, you know, midterm generation strategies. If you know that for three weeks it's going to rain, you can proactively scale up other production sources to offset the loss in solar and soften the blow. A great example comes from Engie, partnering with uh, Google Cloud to use AI to optimize its wind portfolio. Back in 2019, Google's DeepMind division revealed that it was using AI to predict wind power output 36 hours in advance, allowing energy providers to schedule grid inputs more accurately. Google tested the experimental software on its own infrastructure, which in 2019 used 700 megawatts of wind power capacity across its data centers and offices. And Engie will be the first consumer of the Google Cloud AI version and will trial the service with its German wind portfolio, which coincidentally also power Google facilities. Should it prove a success, it will be expanded across Europe. So let's hope for that, especially in face of the current energy crisis. So the last pillar that I want to go through here is DAOs. And DAOs are basically crypto cooperatives, right? So basically, you know, cooperatives, uh, they have a total different uh, decision-making uh, structure. So basically, it's a model in which the organization is owned by its customers. And, uh, you know, uh, now with smart contracts uh, and blockchain technology, basically, uh, DAOs are, so decentralized autonomous organizations, are what we can call, uh, you know, like the, the, the blockchain cooperatives. And um, how do they work? Basically, they are usually groups that form for a common purpose, like investing in startups, managing a stable coin, buying a bunch of NFTs. And so, basically, they are run by its members, often used through the use of crypto tokens, that comes with certain rights attached, such as the ability to manage a common treasury or vote on certain decisions. And a great example of how can DAOs impact the energy sector is provided by SolarDAO, which is the world's first digital autonomous closed-end utility-scale PV project investment fund. The company, in partnership with the PowerChain project, which is a company offering an innovative kinetic energy storage system developed by its partner company Kinetic, which will allow balancing to up 90% of the capacity of the platform participants are aiming to popularize the use of renewable energy sources, thereby transforming the current conventional and inefficient energy management system by using innovative technologies in combination with each other. The main benefit from cooperation will be the adoption of energy storage systems to stabilize power consumption during peak loads. It will also allow for the regulation of generation from renewable sources, delivering significant advantages for solar DAO members. And so the truth is that DAOs linked to renewable energy assets and storage could solve some of the hottest problems for the energy sector, give, you know, to give financial access to direct sustainable energy generation from local neighborhoods and share the cost of gains also fairly with all of the community owners, which potentially enables both financing of an asset which could otherwise not be afforded by community member in isolation and allows the right sizing of storage size for the community as a whole, rather than for an individual consumer alone, and allows more efficient balancing of energy supply and demand at the community level. <laughs> 